Hello, and welcome to the Big Egg Joshi Podcast, a podcast covering the promotion JWP starting in the year 1990. I'm your host, Kay. So for this episode, I'll be covering the March 21st, 1990 show from Karkin Hall. So this show opens up very, very interestingly uh, with a photo shoot of Mayumi Ozaki in a swimsuit in like a chair on the beach near the water. It's very funny. It's kind of weird and awkward in a way because she's just kind of sitting there kind of moving her feet a little bit. I don't know if they're shooting at the time that she's doing all of this, but she seems to be kind of posing a little bit. We kind of hear kids in the background and then we pan to the side of her, like the camera goes to the side of her and we see said kids playing in the sand. It's very awkward and kind of funny in a weird way, kind of seeing the awkward face she's making at times. Uh, we do get a shot of like one of the kids just running right behind the chair. It's really funny. Um, I thought this would be some kind of joke or maybe just kind of weird photo shoot thingy. Uh, it is a photo shoot for a CD she has coming out, a pop CD. Now, I didn't know Mayumi Ozaki released a pop CD in, in the year 1990, but you know, now I'm kind of curious to go find it. But uh, with that definitely not awkward video shoot out, uh, out of the way, we start with the first match. We cut to it almost immediately. Um, it's Miki Honda versus Utaki Hozumi. So, Hozumi is clearly the more experienced one here. Like She comes out, she looks like she has a little bit more experience, better stature and posture and sort of air to her. Miki is definitely a rookie. You can tell by sort of how she's bowing to the crowd a lot. She kind of has this weird one-piece that doesn't look all that good. She also has very little offense. Sort of not a lot, a whole lot happens. I got some highlights, I guess. Uh, Utaki being clearly the faster of the two since she seems to have more experience doing some nice transitions including a really nice jumping head scissors into like a leg lock like a head leg lock kind of weird thing that she's doing uh the crowd popped for it that's kind of uh, it there was a spot where miki attempts a uh, pile driver only for utako to reverse it into a bridging back body drop that got a two count uh, the match does end when Miki goes or gets Utaku in, uh, in a leg lock and then rolls her up for a pin while holding the leg lock. I uh, was kind of surprised that Miki won this match. She definitely had the least experience of the two and I don't know much about either of these two or their careers go. So I wonder if maybe one of them becomes a star, one of them doesn't. I'm not going to look any of this up by the way, just going to keep myself a bit fresh so I don't know what's coming. Um, but the crowd did cheer her on a lot. She got cheers from the crowd, so she must be some kind of popular to be getting this victory, but definitely Utako was the uh, better wrestler by a wide margin. So we cut straight to the next match. This one I like. Plum Mariko versus Yukario Sawa. Now, I like Plum. Plum, I've seen a few things from uh, later on in the years, and she's very, very good. Um, but this match, Yukari gets no entrance. While uh, Plum gets the full entrance for song play, she comes out, the crowd loves her, like they're just cheering for her, and she's definitely over. Uh, Plum goes for the handshake in the beginning, only to get denied by Yukari. Uh, we start with some mat work before Plum whips Yukari into the ropes and hits a nice plancha. We, get, uh, we go into the corner after that, Yukari shoves Plum away, goes for this whip into the ropes, only for Plum to leap over her, like just jump right over her. Gets a crowd pop, but she kind of doesn't land it properly, so she just kind of lands on her back, and that allows uh, Yukari to get control and slingshot her off the ropes and start beating her down a little bit more. Uh, Yukari definitely is working more heel with bites and eye rakes and stomps to Plum's hair, weirdly enough. 
Um, Plum does regain control of the match. Yukari whips her into the ropes. Plum hits her with a fez press into a leg bar. It looks really nice. Like she hits her with the fez press, then kind of immediately as they hit the ground, transitions to, into a leg bar. Looks really smooth, looks really good. Uh, after a rope break though, Plum hits a drop kick off the off Irish whip for a two count. Uh, immediately transitions back into the leg bar. So it, kind of a nice sequence there. Uh, Yukari gets the ropes again, then hits, uh, then she hits Plum with a, uh, I'm sorry, Plum hits her with a double arm suplex uh, after the break, after the rope break, immediately. It just picks her up and hits her with it. Looks really nice. Uh, Yukari reverses another whip by Plum into a back body drop, but Plum bridges out of it almost immediately. Yukari then gets Plum into a leg lock after she kicks out, of, after the bridge out. Um, Yukari then whips her back into the ropes, gets another plancha. Uh, Yukari goes for a plancha, I'm sorry, and then it gets reversed into a Northern Lights by Plum. Looked really nice, kind of a bit awkward if she didn't catch her leg properly, but looked really good though either way, kind of smooth-ish. Um, Plum hits a power driver to a big crowd pop, Yukari kicks out of two, because of course we're, we're in the age of 90s Joshi where a power driver is a transition move. Um, Plum goes off the top rope for a drop kick, only for Yukari to move out of the way, and then grab her leg and put her in a single leg crab. After the rope break, Yukari whoops Plum into the ropes, picks her up, and then throws her just throws her back down. So it's weird because she picks her up like she's gonna go for a fireman's carry, but kind of half goes for, it and then just kind of throws her down, like kind of shoves her off of her. It's weird. I wonder if she was maybe just going for a fireman's carry slam and just gave up halfway through. Um, Plum tries to go for a hikarana, gets slammed back down again. Plum reverses Yukari and then hits her, reverses Yukari, who goes for a suplex into a German suplex of her own to a big crowd pop, and the win. Uh, I like this match a lot. It wasn't a great match, but it was good. Um, Plum looks great, and the crowd absolutely loved her. Was cheering for everything she was doing. Uh, Yukari wasn't bad herself. She was able to keep up with Plum. I've not really seen too much of Yukari Usawa. I don't know if I saw her on the first show or not. I can't recall. Um, I'm not going to look up where she goes in the future, but I am curious. Again, like I said, I want to experience most of this, especially the stuff I don't know. I want to sort of experience it firsthand as I go through it. But Yukari definitely impressed me a little bit with how she was able to keep up with Plum and some of the moves she was able to pull off and reverse and I'm curious where she goes. Uh, so the next match is the main event. Yes, we only got three matches. Apparently there were five on this show, but the DVD I have cuts out the first two, uh, including one that involves Dynamite Kansai or Miss A, which kind of disappoints me a little bit. I like Dynamite Kansai. Um, but we do get the main event, which is Kyuri Suzuki and Rumi Kazama versus Gurren Tai, the team of Mayumi Ozaki and Niko Sawai. So two of the, uh, I believe it looks like six members of Gurren Tai, because uh, they all come to the ring uh, together, and they all look really cool, all wearing matching black and yellow college letter jacket looking things, like jackets. They look like letter jackets, but they don't have like the same material. They look cool. They all look kind of uniform, and they have a freaking awesome flag, and they look really cool. I like this Gurren type team. They remind me a lot of, uh, well, of Wakudome from AJW. I wonder if that's exactly what they're trying to rip off here. Just a, just a thought. Uh, Cutie and Rumi coming out to You Give Love a Bad Name is freaking funny. I had to pause. I kind of laughed a little bit at that. Uh, they didn't get to get to finish their entrance though. As soon as they get to the ropes, they can't even enter the ring as Eagle and Ozaki immediately come out there and start hitting them with the flowers that were being presented to them. Uh, just start hitting them with them and beating them up and throwing them into guardrails. Uh, Ozaki runs Rumi into the guardrail really hard. Um, the bell officially rings as Eagle grabs Cutie by the hair and drags her into the ring for the start of the match. 
Uh, early parts of this match are just Eagle and Ozaki just beating up on Cutie while the crowd is audibly cheering for Ozaki, Cutie, and Eagle. So it seems like the heel group's over and Eagle Sawaii, I'm sorry, and Cutie Suzuki herself is pretty over. Um, Ozaki, this is the spot where Ozaki lets Cutie get close to the corner to tag Rumi in before just grabbing her by the time yanking her back and dragging her to the other corner. Nice heel work there by Ozaki. Can't say she's not a good heel even nowadays. She knows how to be a be a shit heel. It's kind of good, kind of her forte. I don't think she's a good baby face. Um, after more beating on Cutie by Ozaki and Eagle, which uh, consisted of biting her fingers and pulling her hair and stomping on her and stuff like that, um, she's able to re reverse a move and stumble into a tag. It was very unclear because I didn't see the tag, but she stumbled into the corner and Rumi kind of runs out immediately and starts trying to get her get moves going but only gets beat down herself uh rumi does catch eagle with a roll-up attempt and whips her into the ropes and starts hits an instant curry on her looked really nice uh and then she starts attacking eagle's leg before attacking cutie back in who also goes in and attacks her leg and puts her in a leg lock um despite the rope break though cutie doesn't break the the leg lock immediately just holds on to her after a few seconds gets up and then starts kicking at her leg a whole bunch before she drags her back to the corner and tags Rumi in, who starts kicking at Eagle's leg again. Um, Eagle starts getting back up though, like kind of like hulking up a little bit, and as she does this, uh, Rumi starts kicking her in the chest, in the leg and chest and leg, like back and forth, and really nice. Uh, she whips her into the ropes and then kicks her really hard in the abdomen. Like, I think she like shoot kicked her hard, I think like her, um, the point of her foot, like her toes, and her boot kicked her, hit her in the abdomen because it looked like that was what happened and eagle just holds her abdomen for a good couple seconds there had to have hurt um eagle though barely scrambles to the corner to attack ozaki back in who immediately is whipped into the corner and kicks rumi in the face and that's sort of how we get how we get some offense back by ozaki who catches rumi in a roll-up herself after rumi starts getting more momentum back um she gets reversed. Rumi hits a nice Herkarana, followed by spinning a spin kick and right to the back of uh, Ozaki's head. Looked really nice. Um, she gets Cutie back, tagged back in, who just flies in and just hits a running, jumping knee into the face of Ozaki. Just flies off the tag and right into her face. A uh, double hook suplex by Cutie. Uh, she, then she follows that by putting Ozaki into a choke uh, before Ozaki starts yanking at Cutie's hair. Like viciously to get her to let go of the hold. Uh, Eagle gets tacked back in. She starts beating on Cutie again with various moves, all while grabbing her hair. Sort of again dragging her to the corner. Both of them beat her down. Eventually, Cutie reverses a roll up for a two count. Uh, that doesn't do much. Eagle gets back up, picks her back up, and starts beating her down again, only to get another roll up um, for a two. Eagle kicks out. Eagle picks her back up, tries to sling her to the ropes. Cutie tries to get some offense back in, but Eagle just stops her using her massive frame to just bulldoze into her. Uh, that immediately stops Cutie's momentum. They start beating back on her again. Uh, Cutie then reverses another roll up and kicks uh, and gets a kick in the face by Ozaki for her troubles. Uh, but, 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 Cutie gets some momentum back as she catches Ozaki in a roll up again. Again, this seems to be how Cutie keeps getting out of the corner. She reverses, gets a roll up, kicks out, uh, then comes off the ropes and almost immediately she pops out of the kick up. Or as the kick out, she just pops back up and runs the ropes and grabs Ozaki and hits her with the patent, her patented cutie special to a big crowd reaction and a two count. Because <laughs> it's not her finisher just yet, but it is called the cutie special. They, rec I'm sorry, they recognize what it is, so it is her specialty move. It's just not her finishing move yet. 
Uh, Rumi gets tagged Dag back in, goes for a spinning kick, but gets reversed into a back body drop suplex by Ozaki before she tags Eagle back in. He just starts beating her back up. Uh, Rumi does catch Eagle's arm and puts her on an arm stretch. Tags Cutie back in, who also starts kicking and working at Eagle's arm. Doesn't last long as Eagle uses, like, once again, uses her massive, bigger frame and body to just shut Cutie down by slamming right into her. Um, tags Ozaki in for a double team move, the first double team move of the match, actually. Um, double team move on Cutie, they both knock her down. Go back to isolating Cutie with slams and tagging in and out, beating her down. Um, we get a few close roll ups by Cutie, uh, but they don't mean much and do anything. Crowd does pop each time she gets them, though. Um, Cutie does manage to get a few more moments, some things momentum back. Tags Rumi back in to go for a double team move, only for Eagle to just knock them both down with clotheslines using her massive power that seems to be why they were attacking her uh, legs and arms trying to over trying to like knock down some of that power doesn't seem to have worked uh we get some more moves uh it spills back out to the outside as we get both ozaki on one side of the ring and rumi on the other side of the ring jumping onto the uh, other person's partners on the different sides of the ring um this spills to the outside like i said uh, we get Rumi thrown into the guardrail to the point where like the door pops open. She gets thrown so hard the door pops open. She falls into the crowd. Uh, and then we get Eagle sort of pushing her to the crowd and hitting her with a chair. We cut to the other side of the ring and we see uh, Ozaki beating Cutie in the head with a, some kind of metal object. Didn't get a good look what it was because I couldn't really see. But it was, it was definitely a metal or silver object that she was hitting her in the head with. Uh, they throw Cutie back into the ring. Uh, Eagle comes back in. Eagle and Ozaki start beating on Cutie, only for Rumi to reappear, rush to the ring with a wielding a chair. Uh, the ref tries to stop her. She shoves the ref away, gets into the ring, and smacks Ozaki in the back of the head with the chair, and then smacks Eagle in the back of the head with a chair, uh, all, all for a DQ finish. Uh, then we get the uh, ring seconds trying to pull Rumi away from them, Rumi and Cutie away from them, uh, as. Rumi grabs a mic, starts shit-talking Ozaki, who wants to immediately come after her, only for Gurren Tai to grab Ozaki and try to hold her back. Uh, I liked this match. I liked it a lot, actually. Um, it was very good back and forth between the two teams. Uh, Cutie Suzuki is a very good babyface in peril. She does it really well, and she's not... It's not like she feels useless, like she's getting beat down, like she's the weaker member of the group. It's like they chose to isolate her because she's, she's got the least sort of... Uh, power in her moves because Rumi had a lot of really good kicks and suplexes so she's clearly the one that can do the most damage so they want to sort of isolate Cutie who is fast and that's kind of her shtick right now she's fast and does really good suplexes and reverses so they start beating on her she doesn't come off as useless because she's able to get a few small hope spots where she's reversing things and fighting back only to get dragged back into the corner uh, Rumi herself looked really good I liked Rumi like she's just a bunch of nice kicks really stiff kicks which is always always something i'm a big fan of i'm a big fan of stiff kick wrestlers uh, i don't know if anyone knows that uh but she was really impressive uh, a lot of shit talking uh ozaki and um and uh eagle sawai really good heels they did really good they didn't feel like they were taking up too much of the match like i didn't feel like it was even though it was pretty one-sided it didn't feel super one-sided a lot of that had to do with uh you know, them selling moves whenever Cutie kind of reversed them, they would sort of go down for a bit. Or whenever Rumi came in and sort of lit them up with kicks, they would be down for a while. But it definitely didn't feel as one-sided as it was. I'm not a fan of the DQ finish, though. Especially because this is a main event of a Kirk and Hall show, which 
you know, for AJW, that's not a big deal at this time, at this point in time, as much, at least. Uh, but for JWP, it's a big deal. They don't book Karkin, really. It's like they book it, like, every couple months, it seems like, I think, from what I, what I gather. So them doing this at the finish of a Corkin match was pretty bad, I think. I don't think it's good. The, the crowd didn't like it either. They were kind of booing a little bit. Um, they seem to be setting up a Rumi or sort of the home army group, maybe, as a whole, versus Gurintai thing. Uh, they set up kind of in the last show as well. They were kind of teasing at some parts of it. I'm uh, very curious to see where the rest of this goes. But that kind of is where we leave the show off of. We do get a small, like, post-match, like, promo video for a JWP show that was done on the Air Force Base. Like, the J Air Force Base in Japan. They, like, have, like, a thing where all the wrestlers come out and are presented. Uh, a lot of whistles and catcalling from the crowd, so no surprise, we're in the 90s, these are all very attractive Japanese women, all these are soldiers in, the, in attendance. Not surprising this is the reaction they get. Uh, we then get a small cut for like parts of a, like in the middle of a match. I don't know who's in the ring, I think it's Cutie. I can't tell who the other person is though. Uh, we get a small bit of that match, we don't even get the finish, they cut, and it just cuts to them advertising the Air Force show. I'm gonna try to see if I can find the DVD of this. I don't know if I saw it anywhere. But I'm very curious to how this show went over, especially given, you know, I don't think AJW wrestled in front of an Air Force crowd or on the Air Force base. Not that I can recall. New Japan might have. I don't think AJW did. So this might be something JWP did that uh, All Japan Women's didn't do. Uh, but with that, I will uh, end this show. That'll do it for this episode. I'll see you guys next week. For or in, I'm sorry, I'll see you guys in two weeks um, for the next episode of JWP. Uh, see ya.